There is so much that we have reason to be worried worried about in our fragile world and with our fragile lives. So much can go wrong and so much could go wrong. Uh, and we could find ourselves worrying constantly about the things that can go wrong. And some people are in that state and some of us are sometimes worried and sometimes lesser. Uh, but we'll learn today in a rather familiar uh, piece of Gemara that we've had before a very unusual take. Uh, from the Gomorrah and on the Gomorrah that will give us some kind of direction into uh, ma- managing anxiety and worry and, uh, and and what the Torah feels about it. It starts off with the Apostolic in the Pashas Nazir and Pashat Naso, where if a um, Kohen is, is metame, if a person is a Nazir and then he's Metame, he gets, he gets uh, spiritually impure, uh, he has to then bring a Korban. And one of the Korbanot is a Chatat, a sin offering, V'chiper alav me'asher Chatat nafesh And he will do uh, Tshuva, this will atone for him for the atonement, the sin that he did in with respect to a life. Says Rashi, Shalon is Haramitumat Hamet, the fact that he was not careful about not becoming uh, defiled. He knew that he was a Kohen and he shouldn't have become Tameh. He wasn't careful enough. But Rabbi Lozer Hekper Omer, Rabbi Lozer Hekper, in our piece of Gemara, as we'll see in a moment, says, the mere fact that he removed himself from the pleasure of drinking wine, that he made wine forbidden upon himself, even though the Torah allows it, that in itself is a sin from which he has to atone. And we have the famous uh, Brysa of Rabbi Lozer Hekper in the, in the Gemara, some call him Rabbi Lozer HaKapar, uh, where he says, based on where did he perform any kind of capital offense? We can make a kalva If this person who only withheld himself from one item of, of pleasure in the world, and that's wine, is considered a sinner. If a person causes himself to uh, to, to, to cause himself discomfort and pain by denying himself, himself other things in the world, for example, fasting for a whole day when it's not required of him, how much more so? Um, and uh, Tosfus explains um, that, that, that this applies not only to a Nazir, based on the Gemara, this applies not only to a Nazir Tamei, that's some, a Nazir who has become Tamei, who has to bring this Korban, but even a Nazir Tahor this applies to. And at the end of his period of Nazirut, he also has to bring a Korban Chatat. So we see from here, the, the philosophy that we're seeing here is the Torah doesn't see any virtue in unnecessary suffering, self-caused there's enough suffering in the world and there are enough things that the Torah requires us to abstain from. But to still add to that and abstain from other things is something the Torah doesn't want. And we treated the subject in quite a lot of depth back in the Darim, Daf Tet and Daf Yud. You can have a look back at the Matmonim there and, and you'll see that we went into it in quite some, some, some depth, but we're going to take a slightly different take on it today. Today we have the firstly the Rambam who brings us very clearly, but many people misunderstand to some degree, as, we, as we're going to see, what the Rambam is really saying. And the Rambam says, And Nazir, who only denied himself wine and nothing else, needs atonement. One who, who abstains from 
any other thing, how much more so? And therefore the Chachamim have instructed us, A person should only uh, abstain from those things that the Torah pro- prohibits him from engaging in. And he should not take oaths on, on things that are permitted. As the, as the Chachamim say, Is it not enough what the Torah forbids upon you that you're taking on additional prohibitions? Included in this are people who continuously fast. That's not a good way to go. And the Chachamim have forbidden us from causing our bodies suffering in order to and do it for some kind of religious purpose. And all of these things are included in where Shlomo HaMelech says, where the uh, Shlomo HaMelech says, don't be too much of a tzaddik and don't be too smart. Uh, just do and keep what the Torah tells you to keep. And the assumption here is that the Rambam is paskening that you shouldn't ever do anything more when it comes to forbidding things, things that the Torah forbade you. Uh, and and you shouldn't cause yourself any additional discomfort than the discomfort already caused to you by the uh, by the Torah's laws. But if we look at the words of the Rambam, it's not quite simple that that's what he's saying. And apart from that, there's a major question on the Rambam, as there is on on Rabbi Lozer But we could say Rabbi Lozer is just a, a drush. It's not he's not talking the halacha, but the Rambam brings it halacha. He brings it as a practical law. And yet we know, as we discussed in the Darim Daf Tet and Daf Yud, that that great people made the Darim and the Zirut, uh, and Yaakov Avinu made the Darim. And we went into that over there. And then we had the story of of Shimon Atzadik, who said, "I've never eaten." from the Korban Hashem of a Nazir. Uh, I've never eaten of the sacrifice of a Nazir because I've never felt that the Nazirut is, is L'Shem Shemaim. But that one particular Nazir who, fa- who found where it was L'Shem Shemaim, he praised him. So you see, there is praise in Nazirut and the Torah gives us the mechanism of Nazirut uh, to do, to reach higher standards. So how can the Rambam say that we're not permitted in, under any circumstances to do this? Um, the Radvaz, uh, the Radvaz was a very important posek uh, in the 17th century, um, 18th century. Um, most of his work he did while he was uh, the Rav in, in Europe, the, po- the posek in, in Egypt, not in Europe, in Egypt. He spent some time in Yerushalayim, he spent some time in Sfat. He died in Sfat and is buried near the Ari. Uh, and he's the Rebbe of the Shita Mekubetzet, who we, who we often quote. Um, and the Radvaz was asked this question about fasting uh, voluntarily. And he says, Klala de milta de mishe mit kaven libona shamayim benizirutu betamit lo nikracho teklal. If you are really doing it lishma, you're really doing it without ego, without self-interest, without trying to appear from and more spiritual than, than you really are, but it's really 100% for the right reason, then you're not a sinner at all. On the contrary, you're a kadosh. Now remember, the Radvaz wrote a commentary on the Rambam. On the Rambam. The Radvaz generally goes in the direction of the Rambam. So he's not disagreeing with the Rambam. I believe the Radvaz is explaining the Rambam. That what the Rambam says is a person who's continuously fasting is a problem. Uh, a person who does it uh, because he's trying to be Sadiq Harbe, he's trying to be uh, religious, he's trying to make a statement, a religious statement through what he's doing. It's not really L'Shem Shemaim, but the Rambam would agree based on so many of the Gemaras and Psukim in Tanakh that there are situations where one can do it for the completely the right reason. And in such a case, one would be called a, a, a Kadosh. And, and the Radvaz goes on to say, we know many great people who did that. And in fact, when one fasts, 
as we say in the Tefillah Zakan, when we accept a fast upon ourselves, if we're not eating and it's our own fat that is being consumed because of our fasting, that's like a korban itself. And, and we've mentioned that a Nazir, in a sense, is like a korban. He's like an object of sacrifice. Not just that he brings a sacrifice, he himself is the sacrifice. And we see that in the prayer that we say before Yom Kippur, and <coughs> whenever we accept a fast upon ourselves, that that, that consumption of, of the fat of our bodies because we're not taking in calories and we're putting out energy during the day, that consumption of our own fat is in itself a sacrifice. But he says, That's provided one doesn't harm oneself and cause too much discomfort where you're actually causing physical harm. That's certainly a thing that is not allowed and that the Chachamim don't allow, that's called Choteh, a sinner. And in this area too, it's wise to be balanced, uh, not to go overboard, but there is a place to cause discomfort. And sometimes it can be with a simple thing that you haven't yet davened and you feel you would like to eat something. Daven first and withhold yourself from the eating. Uh, that you uh, might want to eat something that isn't healthy and you hold yourself back and you don't do so because you understand the kudusha, the sanctity of the health of your body. Uh, and all those cases are cases of, of being a kadosh, or somebody who really needs to fast. And he does so quietly and bitsniut. Uh, my great uncle, Rabbi Lopin, used to, used to fast every Monday and Thursday, but people didn't know it. He never spoke about it. You never saw it upon him. It was something that was done in, in great privacy, and he was fasting for the, for the community, for Klal Yisrael, and davening and praying for Klal Yisrael. So if you can do it in a way which, where you really are driven by an inner place of sanctity and not from an inner place of ego, then it would indeed be something worthwhile to do and something we, we are meant to do. So the Radvaz is expanding the Rambam. Don't think that the Rambam is disagreeing with all those cases we have of, of kosher, good, righteous acts of fasting and deprivation. The Rambam is just saying for the ordinary person, be careful. Uh, it's not required. Don't do it if it's causing you harm. Don't do it if you're trying to show yourself off in any kind of way. That's how the Radvaz seems to learn in the Rambam. Because he uses the very words, the, the middle path is the right way to go, and that's language of the Rambam himself. Uh, but this, this is interesting, and it uh, goes further. When it, there is an amazing piece that Rav Biederman referenced, I would never have come across it uh, without him, that the Bnei Yisrochah says in a wonderful sefer that he wrote, Derech Pikudecho. Uh, the Bnei Yisrochah was a Hasidish Rebbe in the 18th century in Europe, uh, and his work, his, some of the work, uh, as I've mentioned to you before, some of the Hasidish work has really found its way into the Lithuanian uh, canon, and uh, Bnei Yisachar has two. And the Bnei Yisachar writes a sefer called Derech Pikudecha, where he goes through all the mitzvot and he speaks about the laws of the mitzvot, he speaks about the philosophy of the mitzvot, and he expands them. And on this week's parasha, we're, parasha's Yitro, where we're reading the, the Ten Commandments, he talks about the mitzvah and the Ten Commandments of Lotitzach, thou shalt not murder. And he says, in a similar way to Rabbeinu Yonah and Shari Tshuva, that doesn't only mean don't kill somebody, don't murder somebody, it means halbanat panim for example, it means don't embarrass somebody, don't shame somebody, don't cause somebody else tsar, don't cause somebody else um, agony. Included in, in Lord Tzach not murdering is not murdering oneself, not taking one's own life. So if not taking one's own life is murder, just as taking somebody else's life is murder, and if causing somebody else pain and suffering is murder, 
that is included in Lotirtach, then causing yourself pain and suffering is a form of suicide, one's killing something in oneself. And so he says, therefore anybody who causes himself suffering, but for example, by worry, where there's no reason to, to, to worry for purposes of mitzvah. If you're worried that you might have done something wrong or you're worried just about whether something is kosher or treif, there's a reason to be worried. But for other things, there's not a reason to be worried. And if you are worrying, you're actually reducing the aliveness, the vitality of yourself. And you're not allowed to reduce your vitality. That's part of Lot Tach. And of course, the cases that we've just been learning about, if you cause yourself other forms of suffering by living a very tight life, because you're too miserly to spend on yourself. I'm not talking about somebody who doesn't have the money, but you have the money and you deny yourself comfort just for the sake of being religious or spiritual. That's you're killing the vitality within yourself and you're not permitted to do that. And so we see the B'nai Socher is saying that worry itself is a form of, of, um, of, of murder because you're killing the vitality. How do you avoid worrying? One's worried about something. You're worried about your children. You're worried about your panosa, your business, your income. They're things to worry about. So you see from here that you can control it. Now, controlling worry is a difficult thing because the psychologists teach us that the subconscious doesn't hear negatives. So if you say to the subconscious, don't worry, the subconscious just hears worry. It doesn't help to say to yourself or to somebody else, don't worry. What we have to do is substitute the worry with something better. And the thing to substitute the worry with is bitachon. It's not a matter of don't worry. Have bitachon. Rely on Hashem. Hashem. Throw your load onto God. He'll take care of it. If you release the load and throw it onto God, He will take care of it. But if you want to control it and do it all yourself, then you'll have to take care of it. And so when one's worried, one has to say to oneself, have I done what I'm obligated to do? Have I done what I'm able to do? If I have, I've got to leave it to Hashem. And the only thing that's left for me to do is to be mit palel. I should daven, I should pray. But just to sit and be paralyzed by worry, that doesn't, that doesn't help at all. If one's worried, one either has to act and do something positive to avoid that which one is worried about. And if one cannot do that, to find the way to dig deep into oneself and find the bitachon, find the trust in Hashem uh, with which we can trust Hashem and daven to Hashem and pray to Hashem, that's the most constructive thing that we can, we can possibly do. And so just as the Nazir has to bring a korban chatat, a sin offering, because he caused himself suffering, so any one of us who cause ourselves unnecessary discomfort have committed a sin and needs atonement. Included in that unnecessary discomfort is unnecessary worry. Mm-hmm.